Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Jeremy Duvall. And I'm Rough Enough. And uh, and this is a special one, Jeremy. We're not even going to give this one a number. This is just a, uh, well, I don't know what we're calling this, Jeremy, a, a PSA? Yeah, uh, the more you know. And as G.I. Joe says, knowing is half the battle, right? You know, knowing is half the battle. Or as... Sepentor would say. <laughs> you say a thing about the G.I. Joe, and I'm going to go right into a Cobra law for my Pythona uh, posse out in the world. And I was like, ah, maybe it's too early to, in, of an episode to drop the Cobra law. That's funny. It's never too soon for Cobra. This is going to be a real quick episode. I think we're seeing a lot of uh, excitement around third. I think when you've been into miniature wargaming for a lot, Addition changes are always both exciting and frightening. I think especially with those who uh, experience the change from Warhammer Fantasy to Age of Sigmar, I think there's always like this sense that you're worried about the game you love changing. And I know, Rob, you and I tend to be more like positive focused, glass half full type of people. So I think, uh, you know, we decided just to sort of get together Uh, Talk a little bit about our thoughts uh, on what we're seeing coming out of third edition. You know, what are we excited about? How to sort of deal with information that's coming to you. Get everyone kind of excited and maybe calm down a little bit. Or basically just have a place, you know, get the water cooler out and do a little, uh, you know, a little third edition um, chit chat. Change is difficult. And given how passionate everyone is, uh, we should expect a little craziness from time to time. And to be fair, I would say the craziness is confined to a small minority of the, the people. I don't know how you see it, but I mean, most for the most part, I think everybody is just sort of, let's just wait and see all the changes in, in total before we make any judgments. Yeah, you know, I think some people, you know, we call it uh, our joke about it being like, professionally outraged or like being outraged is their hobby. I think you're always going to have people who just like to, to get upset about stuff. And, you know, I mean, if that's your bag, bro, you know, do you, as Jesse Cornwell would say, uh, you know, if that's what you want to do, it's fine. But to me, it shows, uh, how much the game has grown that so many people care about. You know, I think people having passion shows that people are invested, which is, I think a good thing. But I think some of it's just like, how do you focus that passion? How do you do you, how, you know, where do you send it so you can create like a positive, um, positive energy? Um, and I think that, you know, when you're looking at third edition, it's really an opportunity, right? You know, we were pretty lucky in that we had the Clash of Kings updates. You know, in many ways, Kings of War could have been Kings of War 2.0. Bob's your uncle. Here you go. But, you know, they tried to be reactive and proactive by doing Clash of Kings, Rob. But there was always those things that they couldn't do in Clash of that we all know needed to happen. But they just couldn't do it in Clash of Kings. You know, they they couldn't separate rules. You know, we they talked a lot about taking Nimble from Fly, removing those maybe was a good idea. Or, you know, there was some granularity that they just could not add to the game, couldn't change points, couldn't 
you know, couldn't mess with some of that stuff. And a new addition is a positive thing. And as you said, first reason why it's positive is they're fixing things that they couldn't fix in a Clash of Kings. As you mentioned, you know, they'll be able to tweak some of the special rules like separating Nimble from Fly. You know, they'll be able to just do things to units that, you know, you can't you can only add and subtract and create formations so far. This addition will give us points adjustments, which is absolutely the best tool for the job. One of the things we I think we love both love and hate about Kings of War is that all the armies come out at one time usually it's how they did in second edition how they're doing it in third edition minus you know of course the armies of Panathor book but um, when you don't have the sort of traditional style of release where each month is a new army a new hotness you avoid the creep right as you know I just listening to the Far East episode with Paige and they were talking about you know codex creep you don't have that in Kings of War but you also don't have that injection of freshness, right? We get it in the yearly Clash of Kings book, but we really don't get it on as regular a basis as some other games. So for me, third edition is like I it's like Glade. I can't wait to plug the third edition book into like the plug of my hobby room and smell that freshness. It freshens the game up, right? It's going to change some existing units. We're going to see new special rules. We're going to see brand new units. Heck, we're even going to see all brand new armies. Yeah, you know, it's really exciting. And we talked about it on the show, too, is not only is third edition great for us players, and not only is it great for Joe Mahoney's, you know, the Mel Tweakleys out there who've never even heard of Kings of War and they're just walking by and go, what are you guys doing? But think about trying to reintroduce Kings of War to those players who maybe saw it at the dawn of Second Ed and were like, well, I like it, but I don't know. You know, the the, the models maybe aren't so great or, you know, a fly seems too powerful or whatever. Now is an opportunity because the Manic Rob of 3rd Edition compared to the Mantic at the dawn of second edition. In many ways, it's like a it's like a grown-up company, right? Four years is a lifetime in business. Exactly. So I think this is not only a great opportunity to uh, uh, get a new edition for us, faithful, who love Kings of War, but it is a fantastic opportunity to reintroduce and introduce Kings of War to a whole new group of players. It's an opportunity to relaunch your local scene, right? And obviously the stores are going to love it. No Kickstarter. So I know my local store is really excited about what's coming up in terms of, you know, what they'll be able to sell. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think you've heard it, Rob, being connected to stores. Things getting in the way of stores uh, stocking Mantic is, why am I going to stock this when like the eight guys who play Mantic in my store already bought it on Kickstarter? And I think not only going with that, but the professionalization of marketing and the quality of product has gotten so much better. The packaging, the book, I think it's going to, it's like, you know, they call it house, it's curb appeal. You know, Mantic's shelf appeal, I think is so much higher now than it's been in the past. Yeah, their shelf presence is definitely improving for sure. And their marketing message has been really honed and the mediums that they've chosen to use to distribute that communication. Um, it's it's a well-oiled machine at this point. Yeah, you know, when second edition came out, Rob, because uh, that was really when I was getting back into miniature gaming was in 2015. So the summer of Sigmar was really when I started uh getting back into miniature gaming and found Kings of War. And there was no, like, there was no Mastercrafted. For sure. I mean, back when Second Edition launched, you know, Mantic Radio had been around for a couple of years at that point, but we were pretty much it. 
And then after second edition, a few more players came on the scene and, and they've grown. And I think the level of professionalism for many of the casts has really improved. And, and not just casts, but YouTube channels and the like. And I think there's some real strong players. And that kind of leads us into the next topic. And with all this information, there's two ways you can handle the leaks, right? Uh, the one way is just simply ignore everything and just wait for third edition to drop. Wait for that book to show up at your store, pick it up and read it. The second one is what you kind of alluded to, which is follow those trustworthy communication channels and, and they're just going to give you the information and you can you can trust the information they're giving you. Um, I mean, if you're hearing directly from Mantic, I would say that's a pretty good source. And like you said, coming from sort of having my hat in both like hobby-centric gaming and also competitive gaming, you really can't tell in a miniature war game how things are going to work until you know all the pieces. Yeah, it's so interconnected. There's so many armies. Heck, there's a bunch of new armies. Yeah, we're getting new armies, new units, new rules, new gameplay styles, no more bounce back, um, different uh, auras. There's just so much change in the game and so much new stuff that... To say one thing is overpowered or underpowered when you don't even know how the, all the armies are pointed, how can you talk about if something's uh, undercosted, overcosted, or not pointed correctly when you have no, when you don't have the the holistic view of the game and you're looking at things in the abstract? I mean, you have no idea. No, I mean, and you know, we understand that you know if you think that your favorite units that you spend all this time painting are getting uh, changed or you know nerfed or whatever, that's frustrating. But we don't even know what's what are the army builds going to be? What are the strategies going to be? Which units are going to be good? Which units are going to be bad? I mean, really, there is just it's we haven't even got the book yet. So I, not only have we got the book, Rob, it's going to take three or four months for stuff to sort of work itself out. You know, to see what what is good and what people are playing. I mean, change is scary, but this is a positive thing. Use it positively, right? It, it, for me, it's going to unleash my creativity. I'm going to build new army lists. Palace Guard, they're, now they're coming hordes. It opens up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, you know, it's like you said, uh, new armies. And who would ever have thought, what was the fear six months ago about Third Ed, Rob? Oh, they're going to... If they don't make models, they're going to kill the army. Oh, Mantic doesn't want to make any new armies. You know, that was like the hot button topic six months ago. And now they're adding more stuff. Yeah, and Brotherhood were like, oh, they're going to kill off the... No, not only did they not kill off Brotherhood, they've made two new Brotherhood armies. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think uh, a company builds capital with you, right? Trust capital. And to me, when I'm looking back at my relationship with Kings of War and with Mantic, I look at, okay, well, what have they done over the last three years? They've they've decided to do a yearly book so they could fix things. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, they listened to the community. They added in new units. They've increased their model quality. They've increased the, the professionalism of their product. They, you know, so I try to, to me, they've, they've built trust capital with me that, they have some leeway to spend that. So I have a lot of faith in them. I have a lot of faith in, um, you know, many of the rules community people are, I think they look at the game to try to create like a balanced, fun game for players at all levels. So when we look at what Mantic has done, I mean, they've done what we would hope for them to do. So to have all of a sudden think that that's not going to happen in third ed is like silly, I think. And when you take all these changes in, 
it's human nature that you're going to have an opinion, right? And I think if you if you're looking at an individual change, not within the whole system, right, within the whole of third edition, it's fine to express, you know, your initial reaction. But what I would what what I would ask is, you know, let's let's hold off on the hyperbole a little bit because, as you said before, you haven't seen all the changes in their entirety, and you haven't played any games with the new changes. So you're really not in a position to know in all absolute certainty what's good or what's bad or, or really any you, – you just you just cannot possibly judge the impact yet. Yeah, it's just no way because not only are things getting recosted, repointed, et cetera, et cetera, but actual gameplay mechanics are being – are changing, right? How you measure charge distance, how you uh, resolve post-combat movements, the bounce-back rule. I mean there's so many like key gameplay elements that are changing that you can't look at a leak or and when we say leak we mean like both you know you can't look at something that kyle's spoiling on mastercrafted or whatever look at the stat line and get a complete sense for what that unit how that unit is going to behave you know granted you can have an initial reaction right and i think like you said rob that's totally fair to say oh that sounds cool or well i mean that's kind of lame but to say something is useless or it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, what's the point? I'm, I can't even use these models anymore. You know, I think that that's premature. And if anything, Rob, the one thing I can understand to somewhat is, well, my models, I can't use my models anymore. Or, because we all know how frustrating that, that was from uh, other in the past game changes. But the great thing about Kings of War, right? What other game system has as, has as much model flexibility? It's figure agnostic. I mean, use whatever models you want. So let's say you have one model that you use for one thing. You know, if it's like makes sense and is cool, just use it as something else. I mean, really, you're you're not like a slave to all of a sudden a model just doesn't like work anymore. You know, there is going to be change, right? We've talked about it. Change is scary, but change is good. If we were all still playing 2015 or 2016 Kings of War, we would not have had the growth in the scene that we had without the Clash of Kings books. We, you need that shakeup. You need it for the long-term health of the game. And I want to give an example. You know, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Let's talk about the devastated rule. Jeremy, what's the devastated rule? You know, so basically sort of one of the hot topic uh, questions, Rob, and it was one that people were really cur- curious about going in the third was the double ones. How was it going to change? And sort of what they came up with, which is if you have more damage on you than your route value and your uh, you get snake eyes, you're still fine and can fight, but basically you're operating it at, at half strength. So essentially you're you're still fighting, but because you've taken so much damage, even though you're, you, you got the double ones, you're not fighting back at full strength. Let's talk about that. My initial opinion of that change is I'm not a fan. I don't think it's a necessary change. I don't think many people were asking for it. I think it makes a really deterministic game even more deterministic, which for me isn't the most positive thing. Um, it's also strange that they're making it more deterministic with this new rule and at the same time adding random charge distances to the game. So uh, I'm not sure what they're trying to do overall. Also, I don't think this rule treats all armies the same because if an army has access to heal and regen, they're they're going to be able to mitigate this somewhat. And then finally, you know, the bookkeeping aspect of this rule has really got my head spinning because I think it would have been better if it was just a state of play confined to the next turn, like disordered, you know, but now every time you go to use the unit, 
you're going to have to check and see if the unit is still devastated. Kind of silly, in my opinion. However, that's my initial reaction. Long term, I've got to play with it. I'm going to use the rule. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to play games with it. And I may find it actually makes for a better game in third edition. And even if it doesn't, in my mind, make the game better, I think I still have an opportunity to provide additional constructive feedback that the rules committee and Mantic can use down the road to refine the rule. Either way, one change isn't going to ruin my enjoyment of Kings of War. If that was the case, I'm playing the wrong game. You know, and often too, Rob, you see a lot of the people who um, seem to be more positive about it are all the people who play tested. And granted, they can't really say negative because they're under NDA and whatever. But usually the people who have had actual exposure to third all love it. I'll say that they really like it, that they like the changes. And often the people, a lot of the people who are frustrated with it, you know, maybe haven't played as much Kings of War or only play one army or, you know, some of it's like, well, you know, I've seen some people be like, well, can I still use the models that I bought 10 years ago for this game? And if I can't, then F you. And I'm like, well, come on, man. I mean... I get it. You bought models 10 years ago and for another game. And, and, and I, I don't want to say, you know, if that if you can't afford it, I totally understand. Not everyone, you know, Rob and I, you, you and I aren't rich by any means, but we do. We can't afford the hobby, you know, based on our careers and stuff like that. So I don't want to make anyone feel bad or, or, or anything. But I mean, Reaper Bones models are so cheap. And in the end, uh, we love Kings of War and Mantic is not going to survive as a company if all we buy are rule books. Right. And when you think about it, look at like what Ronnie said on our shameless plug, Steve Hildrew's uh, coverage from Clash of Kings, where he's like, you know, obviously we would love for you guys to buy our models, but in the end, we just want you playing this game that we love. That's a pretty selfless thing for for the president of a company to be a proponent of, which is let us earn your business. Because that's always been kind of Mantic's thing, right? Which is give our game a try, check out our models, and let us earn your loyalty and earn your business. And to me, they've, they've been doing all of the things that I would want to see to earn my business. And in the end, it's like, you know, there's something, I don't know what it is, that just sort of the nature where people just want things the way that they want it immediately and for free when when did all of a sudden we realize that we don't have to pay for things that we like i don't know so you know being a a positive person and just in my life trying to to look at things uh, in as like hopeful a lens what i'm gonna do rob i'm not i don't want to say to anyone what they should do or whatever but what i'm gonna do is i'm keeping my perspective open I'm having faith in a company that I feel over the last three years has listened to its players base. I'm going to have faith in a company that has working for it for free, dedicated players who are spending blood, sweat and tears to help design third edition. I have faith in all those things. So even if I'm seeing something in these awesome, cool videos that we didn't even have three years ago, spoiling cool rules, that if I see something that doesn't look right, Rob, I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, I'm going to play 20, 30, 40 games, three, six months. I think it's going to take that time to really figure out kind of where the state in the game is. But I'm excited. I can't wait to get my book. I'm just like counting the days. I'm going to be like a little kid again with my old, you know, when I was 12 years old reading army books like in my bed at night. But this time I can do it while watching Steve Hildrew on uh, Death by Dragons. Is he going to be in hot pants? Well, I mean, that my TV just might explode. So... 
There's only so much awesomeness you can you can handle. But for me, that's the end thing, right? Uh, what my sort of pledge is: uh, I'm gonna be open. I'm gonna be excited, and let's wait till we get this massive behemoth of a book together and um, see sort of the magic of uh, where the where the game is going before we sort of come up with these uh apocalyptic or uh totalitarian sort of ideas but i'm excited rob uh like you i can't wait to see all these new armies and all these new permutations and you know i can see the smoke coming out of britain's ears as he's gonna have to write articles about like a meta that's gonna be changing week by week so i don't know about you but i i am just i'm painting i'm building models i'm thinking about what my next army is going to be you know we just had bay of kings with 20 plus people and everyone's talking about third edition and this is a time for us let's revel in the moment let's like cherish this you know life is short you never know what's going to happen let's cherish this moment that we have this awesome game that we love with this great community with like a new edition coming out Testify, Rob. I'm I'm ready. Well, I'm excited. I mean, it's an opportunity for greatness. I just can't wait. I'm chomping at the bit. We're less than a month away, and I'm excited for what the future holds for Kings of War 3rd Edition. Okay, with that out of the way, we are really excited to go ahead and pick the winner of the Counter Charge Give Us a Review contest. You know, as we had posted earlier on our Facebook page, we were going to do a sort of countercharge swag bag of widgets. You guys know that Rob and I are widget gurus. We love our widgets. Um, so tonight we're going to get uh, announce and pick our winner for the countercharge swag bag. Right, Rob? And the rules were you had to subscribe to us on your platform of choice, whether that was Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. You had to leave us a review on that platform of choice, and you had to comment in the thread on our Facebook page. And what we were going to give you was a countercharge widget assortment. Uh, we've got pens to fill out your scoring sheet. We have a blaster model. We have an 8-inch ruler with Arca Sight and unit leader point markings. We have two widgets that go from 1 to 6 inches. Just, just incredible stuff, man. Just incredible stuff. Can't be purchased anywhere else on the planet. The only way to get it was to, was to enter our competition. Rob, it's really a, a, a cornucopia of countercharge greatness in a bag. Absolutely. I'm excited. I can't wait to see who won. The the real question is do, do we mail it? Do we come on a plane to their house and like game with them in their basement when we deliver it to them? Like what's the deal? I guess it just depends on where they're at. If it's Seth Cook, I'm not flying to New Zealand. Uh the Kiwi Kiwi land. Oh man, I haven't talked to him in forever. I know, we need to. So one of the really neat things about this contest was that I've been reviewing and reading some of the reviews, and, and we're up to like 62 reviews in iTunes, which is an amazing feat. Thanks for, to all of you that have put in reviews, because obviously leaving a review is really the best way to help the show, gets us moved up the rankings, and when people put in Kings of War, you know, we're the number one show that pops up, and you know, all that stuff. So I think, without further ado, I think it's just time to pull. We can chat all night, but I think it's just time to pull the name. What do you think? Go for it. So what I've done is I've used a online random name picker, dropped in all the names, all the contestants, and I don't know, there's, and there's like 30 or 40 participants, and boom, let's do it. And the winner is Nathan Arnold. <gasps> Come on down! So Nathan, reach out to us on uh, Facebook, and uh, we'll give you a couple days to uh, give us your address, and we'll ship out. In fact, you know what? Is Nathan going to be at... No, but but you can give it to Ryan, and Ryan can give it to Nathan, and then Nathan can give me Whataburger next time I see him. 
That sounds like a great idea. Rob, that's the new triangle trade. That's it. So Nathan, just reach out to me and confirm that it would be all right if we just give the prizes to Ryan. Congratulations, the master of the RPG, the the Saturday night tournament RPG session, Nathan Arnold. Congrats, bud. And that's going to do us for tonight. And remember to always keep counter charging. Listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 